Every time we say the creed, we mention the four marks of the church. The church is one, holy, Catholic, and apostolic. And it's important that we mention this each Sunday and every time we pray the creed, because we have to know where true religion is found. If our claims are accurate, and I wouldn't be a priest if I didn't think they were, the one God, the God shared by all humanity, the creator of all of the universe and every human person, the one God interacts with humanity as a unit. He, God, loves all of us, and so it would make sense that he would call all of us into a common worship. And our contention is that in order to recognize that common worship, you should look for the church, which is one, holy, Catholic, and apostolic. Some of those words, we know what they mean. One is our contention that there is one God, and therefore one baptism, and therefore one church. That we should operate united as a, as a worshiping community. That there would only be one. God himself is not divided, so the worshiping community itself would not be divided. Holy means that we actually follow the will of God. Now this is probably the hardest one with our church to argue for because we sin all the time. But it's the aspiration to holiness. Our church knows what it is to be holy, even if we fail at it from time to time. We preach what God would ask us to preach. We know and proclaim the ways of God, even if the human members of our church sometimes fall short. But the true church should preach what is holy. The true church should teach what is holy. Catholic is what the rest of this homily is going to be about, so hold on to your seats. And then apostolic means that our authority comes directly from God. Jesus Christ, incarnate in the flesh and risen from the dead, chose apostles and gave those apostles power and authority over various things like sin. The apostles were given the power to forgive sin over things like the sacraments. And so the true church should be apostolic. It should claim its authority directly from Jesus through those that Jesus himself chose who are the apostles. But today, on the Epiphany, we celebrate the Catholicity of the Church. This is a Greek word that most of you know means universal. And when we say that, we mean that the Church should be for all people at all times. Every pagan religion is local. The Greek religion, the Roman religion, they had similar ideas. That's why we might say that Zeus and Jupiter were quote-unquote the same god. But it's only because they had similar forces that they controlled. But the fact that they have different names, different temples, and different cults means that the Greek religion and the Roman religion were localized, just like the pagan religions around the ancient Jews. Just like, I would say, Hinduism today. These are local religions. They apply to a specific group of people, a specific ethnicity or culture or country.
In a sense, as much respect and love as we have for our Orthodox brethren, that's the primary criticism we have of their church, as they descend into national churches. They struggle to be Catholic because they have the patriarch of Greece and of Moscow and of all of the different countries, and they often look to their national leaders for leadership in addition to their bishops. Beyond the pagan religions, even the Jews fell into this problem. God called them to be a light to the nations. He wanted them to show forth the worship of the true God and to draw all nations into that worship. And it was God's intention to use them for that purpose. But if you read through the prophets of the Old Testament, the Jewish people often fell short. And certainly by the time of Jesus, they had become very tribal and very localized. This is a criticism that Jesus has of the religious leaders of his time. In fact, this is why some scholars will say Jesus cleared out the temple, because the money changers in the temple were in the part of the temple reserved for the Gentiles. Gentiles who were curious about Judaism, who wanted to explore worship of the one true God. They had a place in the temple that the Jews had ignored and instead put their merchants in. When Christ comes, he is the fulfillment of all Jewish prophecies. He is also the fulfillment of every mission given to the Jewish people. And so if the Jews were supposed to be a light to the nations, then we know now that God intended to make them a light to the nations by bringing forth from them the Messiah. And our celebration of the Magi today is our celebration of the Gentile nations coming finally to Israel to worship the one true God through Israel. Jesus is the light to the nations. We talk about the star of Bethlehem, but the true light is Jesus himself. He attracts all people, all cultures, into the one holy Catholic, which is to say universal and apostolic worship of God. Jesus is the one who brings all people finally into one common, shared, worshiping community. I would further contend that Christianity is the only religion that is truly able to do this. There are other religions with a universalist claim, Buddhism being the most obvious of them. Buddhism would say that it is also a religion for all people, although some Buddhists will dispute whether they're actually a religion or just a philosophy. But it's hard to say that they have the power to bring people together because it's inherently an individual enterprise. The idea behind Buddhism is you need to empty yourself of all attachments, including attachments to other people. Whereas Christianity believes the opposite, that you find God through communion and connection. And so if we're trying to unite all humanity under one religion, this religion, beyond its truth claims, also is functionally the only one able to do that. Because it is the only one that says, this is a religion for all people, that is adaptable to every culture and every country, and that aims at uniting those cultures and those countries under the same church. But you can see it in the way Christianity has spread. Every country has had Christian missionaries. And those Christian missionaries are almost always killed in the first couple generations of preaching the gospel. But the gospel spreads nonetheless. The light of the nations, who is Jesus Christ, 
continues to call people to himself. And when that light finds its way to a new culture, or a new country, or a new ethnicity, that light is attractive. And we have saints now from every culture and every country and every ethnicity because the light of Christ has inspired all people. By being Catholic, we unite ourselves to something so much greater than ourselves. We unite ourselves to a true world religion, the religion that is able to unite all countries and peoples, the religion that is Catholic. We use that designation on purpose. And I would also argue that Catholicity extends more beyond space, but also through time. That this religion, this religion based around the Christ child, this light to the nations, is able to unite all people through the centuries. That when we talk about our Catholic faith, we're not just talking about whatever we can share between the United States and Argentina and Kenya and China. We're also talking about what we can share between the 3rd century and the 10th century and the 17th century and the 21st century. What is the faith that is able to unite all people through all time? I might rephrase that to say, who is the man who is able to unite all people in all places through all time? It's Jesus Christ, the light of the nations. The one who calls all people to himself. And the greatest sign, the greatest proof we have that this is true, is that he has been able to do it. Our church, our faith, our religion, more than any other religion in the history of the world, and more than any other religion now, is able to unite all people together. That alone is proof enough of the divinity and the light of Jesus Christ.